do when you're a New York boy sitting in Massachusetts? It's Tuesday morning, talking sports with you right here on 89.7 WTBRFM. New number, 413-445-5943. That's 445-5943. Getting ready for a sports talk party with you here on a Tuesday in the Berkshires. Let's go. We bring down there Magic Dick. That's right, from Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Right here on 89.7 FM, WTBR. Welcome to another edition of WTBR Sports Talk. Robbie Zucker keeping you company on a Tuesday morning. New number, as I was just told, 413-445-5943. That's for all guests and live guests right here on WTBR. It used to be 445-4234. No longer. New number, 445-5943. Four three again that number four one three four four five five nine four three taking your calls until eleven o'clock, and I will be joined hopefully after twenty after and the break with my buddy former uh, WBRK host of the Evan Valenti show Evan Valenti will be on talking about the hoops he's my resident expert when it comes to college and pro basketball so hopefully Evan will join us around twenty twenty five after right after the break so anyway. I'm writing down all this stuff this morning, last night, you know, prepping for the show, figuring out what I want to write down. There's so much stuff going on, you know, not much with baseball right now, except for nothing. Um, But when you look at this past weekend, uh, All-Star Weekend, I chimed in a little bit at the NHL skills competition, which, by the way, in Vegas now have gotten completely ridiculous. I mean, Jack Hughes with a cape with a magic little Jack Hughes coming out of a box, um, you know, shooting pucks across a fountain into nets and into little buckets. I mean, it's just gotten out of hand. Um, So I'm not going to pay much attention to the All-Star Weekend when it comes to the NHL anymore. Not that I ever really did very much. Maybe when I was younger. Um, Obviously, it was All-Star Weekend uh, with the Pro Bowl, which is just ridiculous now. You know, I haven't watched the Pro Bowl in that many years. That's how much I pay attention to the Pro Bowl at the end of the year. So now, of course, they have it a week before the Super Bowl. So I'm watching this, and I'm going... Wait a second, they're not tackling. What's going on here? This is like touch football. What's going on here, man? People are paying you know, tickets in the seats to watch these guys hit each other. It's a physical game. This is like a new in-the-grasp rule. I could not believe what I was watching. And does it really matter that the AFC has won five in a row? Who really cares? But at this point, I mean, I just could not believe it. They got to change it. Go back to playing real football, okay? 
I understand people don't want to get hurt. I understand, but they might get more hurt by not actually playing the game the real way. So, so a lot of changes right now, obviously, in the NFL and a lot of controversy this week. And I'm not going to go into a major soliloquy about this, okay? Because it's been talked about forever and ever and ever and ever. But, like, here's the coaching changes. Obviously, Dennis Allen, now defensive coordinator, who was, uh, you know, still with the Saints, is now the head coach of the Saints. Denver brings in Nathaniel Hackett, former offensive coordinator with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Doug Peterson, former Eagles coach, Super Bowl championship coach, goes to Jacksonville. Um, and Lovey Smith, bringing back Lovey. I thought it was like re- repeats of, uh, you know, of Gilligan's Island or something. No, it's Lovey Smith, not Lovey Howell. That's right. Lovey Smith is with the Texans now. So we see how Lovey does coming back. I believe he's 67 now, I think. I think, I think that's what his age is. I'll have to double check on it. But I know he's not a young guy. So Lovey Smith now with the Texans. And, of course, Brian Dable coming to the New York Giants, uh, along with uh, Joe Shane, a former assistant general manager with the Buffalo Bills, and now, of course, now with the New York Football Giants. And so you have these changes with these coaches. And, uh, oh, I forgot, obviously, we talked about, uh, we didn't mention Josh McDaniel, and now Patrick Graham, former uh, defensive coordinator of the Giants, now coming uh, to the Las Vegas Raiders. So, so they will be the coach, and he will be the uh, defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, uh, going from the Giants, which doesn't bother me because I got tired of people saying, well, Patrick Graham, what a great job he did with the defense. I'm like, come on, man, they're 22nd in the league. Now, it's not all his fault that the Giants drafted poorly on the line, that they haven't had a good defensive pass rush since they last won the Super Bowl 10 years ago. It's 11 years ago. I mean, so be that as it may, uh, Brian Dable's going to be you know, in complete control and hire the people that he wants to bring on. And obviously, he's going to work with Joe Shane as far as that's concerned. But where does that leave Brian Flores? And, folks, I want to hear you call me about this because if anybody has an opinion about this, please give me a call, 445-5943, our new number. Again, 445-5943. I'm not going to go into a major soliloquy about the Rooney rule and how I don't like it because I don't. Um, and Brian Flores, to me, was a guy who was flawed to begin with as far as his relationships with people, down especially with the Dolphins and that organization, uh, the rumor that uh, owner Stephen Ross had been uh, giving uh, – uh, Flores $100,000 for games to dump games in, in 2019 so that the Dolphins could have a higher draft pick. I mean, if that's true, I mean, boy, that's, that's pretty bad. I mean, that's pretty bad for the league. And Steven Ross is a really, you know, philanthropic guy. He gives a lot of money away. He's been, you know, uh, does a lot of good things for the community. And, um, you know, it amazes me, though, how Brian Flores now goes and plays the race card. And like I said, I don't want to get into this majorly. I really don't. But I just want to say that I'm tired of guys using the race card. And, you know, to accuse the Giants of racism, it's ridiculous, considering the fact that Jerry Reese was a general manager of the Giants for so many years, being a man of color. So I don't want to really, like, make a whole thing out of this. But I just want to say that the Rooney rule is not a good rule. If Brian Flores was interviewed simply because it's a quota, then that's bad for Brian Flores, and it's unfair to him. I really, truly believe that people should be judged by their qualifications, by their experience, and, and by their ability to go out there and win. And unfortunately, Brian Flores brought stuff on himself at this point. Now, well, I hope he gets a job someplace. I certainly do. I think he's a good football man. I think he's a bright guy. Comes, you know, from, from Bill Belichick and, and his organization over the years. Did a great job in New England. But, I mean, I think it's a bad move on his part. And it reminds me a lot of what happened to Colin Kaepernick, which a lot of it's unfair. Okay. But I don't think the Giants should just have to interview somebody because of their ethnicity or anything like that. 
Uh, I just think that the Rooney Rule has to either be amended or just gotten rid of. People should be hired on the basis of their qualifications. And I think Brian Flores felt like, you know, he was just kind of tossed around in the mix. And evidently there was an uh, email from Bill Belichick to Flores thinking that he was the head coach. And, and the fact of the matter is that Dable was, gonna be, was hired three days prior to that. So um, it's just, you know, I feel bad for Brian Flores, but at the same time I don't because he's created his own problems with his issues with the Miami Dolphins and so forth. So to me, I mean, he's had a, a good year this year, a good year last year, a winning record. So why would you fire a guy who's had a winning record? There's obviously some sort of... Uh, mistrust or distrust. I know that he and Tua didn't get along. I don't think he wanted Tua there in the first place uh, as the quarterback of the Dolphins. So, like I said, I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but I just want to say that they need to amend the Rooney rule get rid of it because it's just a bad rule for every for everybody. So, anyway, 413-445-5943. So, the big game is all set, folks. All set to go. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Los Angeles Rams. So, what do you think? About this game, about the matchup, um, fill me in at four four five five nine four three. It's going to take a couple minutes for me to get that there, but they you know they put a big enough sign here. You know, so I'm glad Sean put the sign here. He put it towards you know this side, so I'm looking at one side and the other here. So I saw it. it's in big letters. So uh, I guess that was four four five five nine four three fifty nine forty three. I'm going to have to come up with another of the fifty nine forty three thing with either dates in history or sports athletes and something. I'm thinking of a 5943 is easy, like Richard Petty. That's pretty cool. Or Spider Lockhart used to play for the Giants wore number 43. So, But anyway, um, you know, getting into the baseball situation, I mean, what situation is there at this point? Now, pitchers and catchers are supposed to report, I believe, the 17th, which is probably not going to happen. I hope a season happens. I hope they get the season off. Now, I believe the season's supposed to start March 31st. I don't know, folks. I really don't know what to think at this point. I mean, I'm just so sick and tired of all the griping and the crying and the complaining and the Major League Players Baseball Association and the owners and how they can't sit down and negotiate. Just get this done, man. Get this done. Because like I said, I've said this a million times. I know I'm repeating myself, but the only people that lose out are the fans. The fans are the ones that support the game. The fans are the ones buying all the stuff from you guys, from the owners. The fans are the ones that go out and see the players. I mean, enough is enough. Get it done already. This has been locked out since the beginning of December. Enough is enough. Get it done. Sit down. Negotiate something. I know the players want salaries for younger players. I understand that. There are some uh, key components to financial uh, matters that, uh, you know, about, about younger players getting higher salaries. I understand that, okay? But, I mean, is that really the most important thing or is it the most important thing to get on the field and play the game of baseball? I mean, this happens every time a CBA comes to an end. It's the same nonsense all the time. Just get it done. Please get it done. 413-445-5943, the new number to call. Robbie Zucker with you at uh, WTBR Sports Talk at 89.7 here at 12 minutes after 10. We do this uh, all the time on Tuesdays. And if you're interested about WTBR and anything you'd like to know about it, you can go right to WTBR, uh, right to the, um, the website, a great website with all the shows listed and a lot of different uh, things on there that you can look at. I mean, there's just so many beautiful, like, you know, little squares with all these different creative things and so forth. And uh, there's really great shows on. Like I said, one of my favorites is The Beatles, Forever, coming up at 4 o'clock today. Uh, another one I listen to, Berkshire Jazz, on the weekends with Phil Tierney. 
Um, my, my buddy Mike uh, Pezzo with Mike's Amazing Music. That's on a Thursday afternoons, I think noon. At, and uh, so there's a lot of great stuff. And also you can donate online. Or you can come down to the station down here on Federico Drive and stop in and say hi to the guys and, and the gavels. And uh, they'll take care of you. So anyway, 13 minutes after 10. Um, getting back to what I was talking about with, with, with baseball. You know, baseball used to be such a major part of my life and how much I love the game. And the game has become so just artificial and superficial with all the analytical nonsense that goes on now with it. I'm just really tired of it. You know, it's for the folks. It's for the people. It's for the fans. The fans are the ones that support the game. The owners and the, and the Players Association make it 75% revenue on television. The fans still come out to the games and watch the games. And, you know, this has got to change. I, I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of all this obnoxiousness uh, with, with the players and, and, just, and, the, and the owners and the way they fight and bicker about everything. So, you know, just get it done. This weekend was All-Star Weekend. And uh, like I said, um, you know, I watched a little bit of it, but not much of it and so forth. But uh, I want to talk about this game coming up on Sunday and, and some of the advantages and disadvantages, I think, and some of the t- things that, you know, we talked about with the players and you know, each team and what the strengths are and the weaknesses and so forth. So I guess let's go to the uh, Rams side first. When I look at the defensive side of the Rams, I look, you know, obviously they have one of the best players, well, two of the best players. I mean, obviously Von Miller and, and Aaron Donald, they're both tremendous players. I mean, uh, Von already has a Super Bowl. Uh, I believe it was MVP, right, when Denver, when Denver won. So, I mean, their defense to me is, uh, you know, one of the best in football, and they have two of the best players. So that Cincinnati offensive line is going to really, really have to hold up, and that's, to me, one of the biggest keys in this game. Can the Bengals run the ball? I mean, all that pressure is going to be on Joe Burrow, but I think Joe Burrow is going to have a big game. I really do, and I think they're going to find a way to, to at least run the football at least somewhat effectively, whether they could use Mixon on screen passes and so forth. So I look at special teams then. Now, the the Bengals, I believe, overall were seventh in special teams this year when you break everything down, kicking and returning and so forth. And then, uh, surprisingly, the Rams, I think, were 31st in special teams. Um, I'm not a big fan of Gay. I don't think he's a very good kicker. I mean, the guy was short on a 47-yard field goal. That's, that's, that's shocking in the National Football League for a kicker. And this kid, McPherson, is just on fire right now. He's got ice water in his veins. And uh, I think they have a huge advantage with the kicker. So, but also you could say that the Rams have Cooper Cup returning punts. So if I'm, if I'm the Bengals punting unit, I do not kick the ball to Cooper Cup. As far as the like, quarterbacks are concerned, look, they both had great years. Matt Stafford has done a great job. Obviously, Joe Burrow, you know, only really in his second year, taking the Bengals to the Super Bowl. I, I think Burrow is a better quarterback. The, the, the question is, is that, you know, can, can he... Uh, be able to throw against the, the Rams' defense and, and can the uh, offensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals hold things up. So when you look at Mixon and Purvine and Evans, you know, that running game, and then obviously you look at, you know, Sony Michelle and Akers on the Rams' side, you know, who has the better running game? I think who runs the ball better and allows play-action passing allows great uh, play-action passes to resolve you know, from, from, from the running game. I think those are the offensive plays that will have more success at this point because I feel that um, that's really the key. The key is really to be able to run the football. As far as defense goes, both 
defensively are playing really well. I love the Cincinnati secondary. Our old friend Eli Apple playing pretty well out there uh, for the Bengals. And I think that, you know, the Cincinnati secondary has got a chance maybe to pick up you know, some turnovers as well as the Rams. So I think the game comes down to special teams and turnovers as it normally does. I really like the kicking game of the Bengals. I think McPherson's really good. I like a close game, and uh, we'll talk about the results of the game, obviously, later on in the program. And um, a couple minutes, we're going to take a break, and then uh, I'm going to have my buddy Evan Valenti on. And uh, Evan uh, used to be the voice of Evan's show on WBRK down the dial, and uh, it was fun for years. Like, he would use my voice as the intro, and I remember we were in the studio and we were doing takes and takes and takes. And I was just like, oh, this take is not good enough. And this take's not good enough. And they're like, all right, he's just get it done already and do the take. You know, it was like, I think he wrote like, it was basically, I think maybe a 60 second intro. My intro was like nothing. It was just was a 60 second intro. So uh, I was fumfering in the studio going, you know, over it about 50,000 times before the producer just said to me, all right, that's it. That's enough. You're done. You're fine. All right, that's the last take. You know, it's like uh, I'm thinking of the Who take 276. You know, this used to be fun. So, uh, and uh, so uh, it was it was it was fun uh, over at the studio uh, doing that stuff for about seven years. And uh, so I'm gonna have Evan on hopefully pretty soon. And uh, anyway, so four one three four four five five nine. 4-3 is the new number to call right here on WTBR Sports Talk. So I'm psyched for the Super Bowl. If you're psyched too, give me a call. Let me know what you think about it. Also, let me know what you think about baseball. And obviously the uh, NBA trading deadline is going to be, I believe, February 10th. So that's coming up as well. A lot of things going on. And we'll talk about the Knicks and the Nets and the Celtics and what they're supposed to be doing. And the Nets obviously not playing very good basketball right now with, with injuries and so forth. And I've talked about the Kyrie Irving situation, how ridiculous it is. It's like, Kyrie, just get your shot. Get your vaccine already and help your team at home. And, uh, you know, uh, that's been something I've talked about, about Kyrie Irving and his, you know, his craziness. We all know about Kyrie Irving, you know, and what I think personally about him. So, uh, you know, I, I'm just not a fan of the Nets. Now Harden wants to get traded to Philadelphia. I mean, can these guys make up their mind? Can they just want to play as a unit? One guy's always hurt. One guy's complaining. Oh, I'm not, you know, I, I you know about his contract or whatever it is. I mean, it's just, I, I'm so they're so unappealing the Nets. I don't know how any Net fan could really find this team appealing at all. And they've had a huge slide. Miami's sitting at the top right now, playing really, really well. I'm, I'm so surprised how how good they are. But anything that Pat Riley seems to do turns to gold. And and the Heat right now in first place, surprising in in the. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, and I watched the Phoenix Suns last night. Man, are they good. Booker's really good, and a good kid, too. I mean, you know, interviewed after the game, says all the right things, and uh, they're playing outstanding basketball, and they're a fun team to watch, and they go inside, and they actually pass, and they break down a defense, and they, you know, they don't sit there and rely on shooting three-pointers all the time, and watching Chris Paul, obviously, is a lot of fun. I'm still a huge Chris Paul fan, so we'll talk more basketball with Evan Valenti. We'll also talk some college hoops with them, and uh, we'll continue uh, right after this message from uh, listener-supported radio, and stay with us. Supported radio. That means we depend on your donations to keep the station on the air. All the local content and the music you love requires your support. You can make your donation today at WTBRFM.com by calling 445-4234 or stopping by our studio at 4 Federico Drive in Pittsfield. You'd be glad you did. Pittsfield Community Radio, for the love of radio. Don't be stupid with your 
skin, it's the only skin you're in. Know what's good and bad to do. Find the right and wrong for you. It's time you learn what it's about. Cause indoor tanning is out. UV lamps from a tanning bed, they can turn your skin beat red. Wrinkles come from the UV light, and age spots make you a frightful sight. With UV light, it gets worse. Skin cancer is a wicked curse. Don't be the one that's tan and dead. Use your brain, use your head. It's time you learn what it's about. Cause indoor tanning is out. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. Hello, Phil Tierney here, the host of Berkshire Jazz, where I play all the young tigers and old lions of jazz every Saturday evening from 8 to 10 on WTBR 89.7, Pittsfield Community Radio. Join me Saturday at 8. And if you know someone who likes and enjoys this great American classical music, tell them about us. Spread the word. Jazz is alive and well on WTBR 89.7. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Pritchard County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. Larry Krepke here from Nothing But Old 45s, inviting you to check out my brand new show here on WTBR called Sweet Country Music. Some of the best country music ever recorded, like Dolly Parton, Alan Jackson, Patsy Cline, and a lot more. Plus, every show contains a comedy segment that'll put a smile on your face. Sweet Country Music, 11 a.m. Sunday mornings here on 89.7 WTBR-FM. Pittsfield Community Radio. Every Sunday night at 10 p.m., something strange happens to the airwaves of WTBR-FM. It's called The Mix. It is an experience like no other on this part of the planet. Witness a collection of fresh and classic beats that are guaranteed to make you move. The best part is, it is mixed completely live, uncut, unedited. So, for an exciting end to the weekend, Tune your radio to WTBR-FM Sunday nights from 10 to midnight for The Mix. At Pittsville Community Television, we have a saying. Anyone can learn to create television. With the support of trained production staff, we can teach you how to professionally operate a camcorder, use editing software to tell a story, work as a team in a production studio, and take those skills into the community. If you've been curious as to how video production works, we'd love to have you as a member. Visit us online at pittsfieldtv.org or call us at 445-4234 for more information. No nonsense, no messing around, just 100% pure raw. Unplug your appliances. We need the power. WTBR.
Welcome back to WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 FM WTBR. 413-445-5943. Robbie Zucker with you here today on a Tuesday morning as usual at our regular Tuesday slot. 413-445-5943. I'm just waiting for my buddy Evan Valenti to give us a call here and uh, talk some hoops and talk trade deadline. But uh, talk about the New York Knicks for a moment and the Boston Celtics. We're going to focus on some local teams as well. We'll focus on the, uh, the league, the trade deadline and so forth and what's going on with the league and so forth. Knicks losing last night again. What else is new to Utah on the road? And um, the Celtics have uh, been playing better ba- uh, baseball, better basketball lately. Five games over 500 right now. So uh, I don't really know what the Celtics are going to do. I still think they need some kind of big man down low, obviously, to have Hallford and, and Rob Williams and so forth. But uh, they definitely need to, uh, I think, up their uh, play as far as guys down low and the big three probably are still going to be there. So uh, as I always say, Jalen Brown, I say, I never take a shot that I didn't like, you know, <laughs> I never saw a shot I didn't like. So uh, 413-445-5943, the number to call. Well, as far as the Knicks go, last night Cam Radish actually played. I believe he had six points in the game. Um, Julius Randle had a big game and so did RJ Barrett. But let's be honest with the Knicks. I mean, where is this team going right now? Where is it going? I mean, can they trade Randall? I don't think so. I mean, Randall's got a horrible contract. I mean, who's going to want this contract that he has? I mean, it's an awful contract. So I have no idea whether they're going to trade him or not, who they can get back. I have no idea. As far as Barrett goes, who knows? You know, I'm not really sure what's going to happen, but we'll see what happens. But uh, anyway, it uh, looks like Evan's with us. So let's, uh, let's go to the phones here. Yes, Mr. Valente. How are you, sir? Thanks for joining us right here on WTBR Sports Talk. What's going on, bro? Morning, sir. How are we doing, my friend? I'm doing okay there. I am just uh, was talking about the Knicks and about the trade deadline and so forth. How do I sound, all right? <laughs> you sound, Definitely uh, you not the me. basketball <laughs> expert that you are. So, well, I mean, we're trying, we're trying, we're you're, trying you're, to keep you up to date. Yeah, yeah, you, it's a full time job, you know. I know. You're hockey to my basketball, man. Or I'm, you're you basketball go. to my Perfect. hockey. <laughs> There you go. That's exactly how it goes. Exactly. So, uh, so anyway, well, trading deadline is February 10th. Um, any big trade, you think? I mean, usually it's not too many, but I've heard Harden wants to get tra- I mean, Harden wants to be traded every day. I mean, it's just kind of ridiculous. Don't you think it's getting obnoxious? Well, I mean, you know, he's, the, the claim is it's not what he signed up for with Kyrie being a halftime player. And, you know, I, I think he already forgets how great they were when they had all three guys healthy together. They were a buzzsaw. They were hard to beat. They were almost impossible to beat. Um, you know, Harden is uh, an interesting I mean, he's a good player. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the top, you know, what do you want, top five shooting guards of all time, but he's not really a shooting guard. He's really more of a point guard. He's a really brilliant basketball player. But the unfortunate part for James Harden is, you know, it's got a little tough in Brooklyn. He doesn't want to, you know, hang. So he wants, wants to bail. And my, my issue is if you're someone that trading for James Harden, like you have to understand that he is now – you know, like nuked his way out of two different teams. You right. know what I mean? So, are, yep. you know, how long are you getting an engaged James Harden for? That's a tough question. Meanwhile, you have Philly looking to acquire him. They have a guy who hasn't played it all this season. So, like, both teams are in this weird holding pattern, like staring contest between, you know, the Sixers with Ben Simmons right. and the, the Nets with James Harden. You know, if you're the Sixers, it's like, hey, you know, your guy doesn't want to be there. You're going to lose him for nothing in the offseason anyway. You might as well just trade him by us. And meanwhile, Nets are like, hey, your guy's not even playing for you. 
and will not play for you, so you don't have any leverage. There's no nobody has. It's a really interesting scenario. Right, right. Um, that you know, and even if, let's say you know with Philly, we don't even know if that's a real fit. So it's just one of those things. I just don't understand why they would trade in, in you know within the division. That to me doesn't make any sense. I mean, why would you put Harden on in Philly and when Ben Simmons? I mean, to me, Harden on Philly gives them a you know completely a, a bigger advantage than obviously than to me Simmons going. Well, although Simmons going to the Nets makes sense because now they have a, it's it's kind of a point guard. Now obviously he's not the shooter that Harden is, but I'm just right. saying it doesn't make any sense to me why they would. It, it, and it doesn't make any sense why they would do it within the division. That's what I don't understand. Like you don't well, see a lot because, of it, because because both people are going to lose. So instead of losing, right. you try and win a little bit. That's the only reason why you would do that. Um, it's 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 just trying to about you know save face and save an asset. They're so obnoxious. The, the Nets are so obnoxious. I mean, I can't stand Kyrie Irving. I mean, just get a vaccination and play already, will you, please? Anyway, well, yeah. you know, <laughs> please. It's, it's the way he goes. You know, he's he's and he gets to be, do that. You know, again, as we talked about yesterday, you should you know we should you know applaud the fact that most of the NBA is, is vaccinated right. because Kyrie's loud about it and he's in the news a lot so you hear about that a lot but you know it's unfortunate and it's a sad yeah, thing you know because he does a lot of good things for the community and for kids and everything but it's just just it's selfishness that can't drives me crazy but anyway enough of car hearing but i gotta ask you about the uh trade deadline i gotta ask you about the knicks obviously i'm a knick fan i mean the last championship i saw i was eight years old so i do remember it but i mean it's been a long time right. for me you know but well, Julius Randle, yeah, looks like uh, the Pelicans are getting CJ McCollum from the Blazers. Oh wow! Okay, according to Sham Sharania, who just tweeted this out. So there's your first action of the day, right there. Okay, uh, a very good shooting guard, undersized, but a very good one. Scores 25, 26, 27 a game. Very good three point shooter, about forty percent uh, from three for his career. On his way uh, to New Orleans, which is a great move because you got to find a way to, you know, uh, uh, I would say, appease and make friends out of, um, you know, uh, Zion, who hasn't played at all for you. Right, exactly. That's a great move for the Pelicans, I think. Unfortunately, they're giving up Josh Hart the deal, and I love Josh Hart, unfortunately. Um, I would have loved to see him as a Celtic, but I don't think it's going to happen at any time. Would you consider McCallum more of a point guard or a shooting guard? Shooting guard, yeah, guys, yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's what I figured, you know, because six one shooting guard, so it's a guy that's a liability on defense, right? Be great exactly, right now, for sure. How good are the Heat, man? I'll tell you, wow, thirty five and twenty. Well, they, it's impressive, they have, man. They have issues though. The Heat are a team that's relying on guys that get kind of hurt a lot. You know, Kyle Lowry's a little bit older, right? Jimmy, Butler's a little bit older. Right, Butler, yeah. You know, played for Thibodeau for a ton of time and. You know, a lot, a lot of men Bam. there. And, How old's Bam? Bam's not that bold, right? Bam's young. Yeah, Bam's, Bam's young. young. Okay. Young. Yeah, you know, so. They have, a, they have the, you know, arguably the best coach in the league in Aaron Spolster. I know. The guy does an unbelievable. He really does an amazing job. I mean, he yeah, really does. We all screwed up on that. Oh, right? yeah. When, when the, the Heat had their original big three, we all thought Bo was a joke. And it was so easy to coach that. Right. Team. Now he has none of those guys, and he's just amazing. He's yeah. really unbelievable. They get more out of the what they with their lineup than I think any team in the league, and it's yeah. impressive. And Hard, it, I obviously, agree with that. and obviously the resurgence sure. of the Bulls too. But um, you know, so so what do you, what do you see? Do you see any? I watched Phoenix last night, by the way. I mean, Booker's so impressive, and, and he impresses me just after the game being interviewed. And he's a real nice kid, you know, really focused and stuff. That's a that's a really fun team to watch. And the thing that they do is they go inside a lot. Like, I watched last night a lot of pick and rolls, a lot of breaking down defenses. I mean, I like to see well, they, that, you know. They and have they, Chris Paul. Chris but, yeah, exactly. Chris that's Paul what's – right. That's, that's what the Knicks have needed. I mean, so what do you think the Knicks are going to do? I mean, Reddish played last night six points. Of course, they lose to Utah. Again, again, they, they, they scored – they had a horrible, inconsistent game. I mean, they either get off to a good start, they get off to a bad start. 
Evan, they had 13 points in the third quarter the other night after scoring 42 against the Lakers. I mean, I don't get the it. Losing the Lakers is bad. Although Anthony Davis right. is starting to look better but, now, so that's, that's a positive. But why? But why? Why isn't Thibodeau playing the young guys? He's the wrong guy for this team. He is the well, they, wrong guy. The problem with the Knicks is they've made some bad investments. You know, I think this Randall contract's bad. Oh, I think it's the terrible. NBA contract is bad. Terrible. And that's going to hinder you for a little bit. You know, you got to understand. Um, you know, you I think that the Knicks have have to find a way to do. Clearly, they're not the free agent destination they think they are. So they got to find a way to build through the draft. And so you have R.J. Barrett, who's turned into a nice player. But the guys that they picked early in the draft, like Obi Toppin, you know, you need to give him more space to roam, so to speak. Right. You have to find a way to get him engaged and get him to play. Because you picked him in the top ten, he's got to be a good player. You got to find a way to do that. Um, you know, so when you have these you know, those, these high draft picks and you miss on them, it's crippling. You know, all I hear about is Danny Ainge and the Celtics how bad they draft. Well, the two guys they picked in the top three, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, are scoring as a duo together 51 points a game this season. That works. That's success. You know, the, the Knicks. You know, with Barrett, they they lose out on John Moran, which is really tough. Right. He would have been un- unbelievable. Of course. Short. Um, but R.J. Barrett's come around, but you got to find a way to get you know to get these early draft picks to play better, um, and they haven't been able to do that. You know, they, they've supplemented it with with bad contracts with Julius Randle and yeah, with Fournier too. Fournier's been awful. The, yeah, he had a bunch of threes in the Olympics, and his price tag went way up, and all of a sudden now he's he can't. Who's do making so the well decisions on a contract like Fournier? Is that is that more is that more is that really Leon Rose or it's uh, Scott? Uh, what's his name? I mean, well, it's, it, you know, with Fournier, you know, you got to remember, he's the guy that's scoring, you know, 20 a game. Right. And, yeah, it's all about market, right? It's all about the rest of the market. Fournier, because he can score, you know, he's he's an attractive piece because there are teams that always need scoring. And because there's so many bidders, you've got to over, you know, the Celtics had a shot at him, but once he started going off in the Olympics, it was like, well, the Celtics don't have enough space for that anymore, so... You know, hey, we'll have to figure something else out. I mean, Boston could have used them. They're the worst shooting team in the league. They, 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 when they shoot 34% from three, which is below average, I think right. they're like, I, I forget what the record is. It's, it's like, it, you know, a ton of games above 500. Like, it's ridiculous. So they have the number so, one, they have the number one defensive team and the worst shooting team. How, how is it that the Celtics have the worst shooting team, though? I don't understand. With Brown and, and, you know, and with, uh, uh with, with, um, what's we call it? Um, Tatum. With Tatum, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. Like, and and then, uh, well, the Tatum hasn't shot the ball, and and, and, Mark, and, Mark, and Marcus too. So yeah, I just, I don't get it. You know, I just well, the, the NBA changed the ball. Look at the shooting numbers on the league from like Steph Curry. Steph Curry's having a bad shooting year for Steph Curry term. You know, <laughs> Imagine and, for Steph does, Curry has bad shooting. Amazing. Yeah, Steph Curry's worst shooting night is like Marcus Smart's best shooting night. Right. But you got to remember, it's just, you know, but like certain guys aren't shooting the ball well this year, and that sucks. But that's just the way life goes right now, and you got to find a way through it. That's why I've enjoyed Tatum, because he has found other ways to impact basketball games other than shooting threes. And that's been my favorite part about this whole thing, um, is that Jason Tatum is rebounding the ball at a better rate. He's defending the ball really well. He has more assists right. than he's had in his entire career. So like, this, is, this is the stuff that I really like to see. I, I know he's not shooting the ball well, but he's finding other ways to impact the basketball game. And that's what you really want. Yeah, because I always say you should break defenses down more because I think he's very talented and stuff. Are you happy with Udoka? I mean, you happy with his coaching this season? Or? Uh, there are things that drive me crazy about him, but there are things that he does really well. They have the number one defensive team in the league, as we all thought right, they, would, right. they would have. Which know, I like, which is great. Five. Right. Um, his rotations are a little out of whack, but now that he's 
you know, he's settled in on an eight-man rotation. Um, the results have been better. And they're, he's the best coach in the league out of timeouts. And I actually can't even believe that. But since this article came out detailing how good they are out of timeouts, not a bounce plays, I've been watching that. And they are actually pretty wonderful out of timeouts. So, you know, they have some issues with spacing. They have some issues right. with playing certain guys together at the same time. Um, but they're figuring some stuff out. And Jalen and Jason have gotten better at certain things. You know, that's really what you need to do. Jason Tatum, if he's going to be the player everybody wants to be, has to be a better distributor, and he's learned how to do that. And that that raises Boston's ceiling. You know, I, whether they won the East this year, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but it's been an important development year for him, um, and I've been very positive about it. And Ime, has, you know, he's a first-year head coach. He's going to make mistakes. Absolutely. But he's starting to figure it out a little bit, and that's why I told everybody, you know, I, I wasn't a guy that was a big – fire Brad guy last year. I right. thought it was more of a Danny Ainge problem than anything else. So. They put uh, Brad yeah. in the general managership, so I mean, obviously yeah. it wasn't him. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it must have been. I think it's more Danny Ainge with all his draft picks. So anyway, uh, 1037 right here on WTBR 89.7 with Evan Valenti. Um, my uh, my buddy who uh, did the Evan Valenti show for, what, seven years on BRK, and I used to call him up all the time, and I miss talking to you, so I'm glad you, you called. And uh, we did our first show together here. The first show I did here, we did the show together, but it was fun. In fact, I was listening to the show from the last time. I got to ask you one about uh, one thing about college basketball, and then the other thing about your thoughts on the Super Bowl and, uh, and also thoughts on on, uh, this major league baseball lockout because I quite frankly I can't take any more to be honest with you I've I've had it yeah I know we gotta get we gotta get together for sure Rob it's, but, it's uh, crazy you know we'll see we'll see how that goes Super Bowl wise um, everything in my head says Rams but I love Joe Burrow me so too I'm me too. I think the Bengals are going to win. I, I just have a funny feeling. And, you know, that's the thing. I'm trying to think who's going to win. And you know what it's going to come down to to me? This guy, McPherson, how good is this guy? His name is Evan. Guy's clutch. <laughs> Guy's totally clutch. In the Guy's clutch. He's just so clutch. He doesn't miss. He's yeah. incredible. He's uh, as cool as a cucumber. I mean, I love the fact he went out there, you know, for the game when he kicked uh, against the Titans, I think, and he told Joe Burrow, he goes, hey, uh, let's go to the AFC Championship game, and he kicks the game with a field goal. I mean, the guy's clutch. Though. I know. It's just that he did clutch. the same thing the week before. He's like, we're going to the AFC Championship game, and just comes out and kicks, and then kick a 52-yard field goal. I mean, the guy's been so clutch. I, and I, I can't believe, you know, I don't think Gay's a very good kicker. The guy was short from 47 yards a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. How does that happen? That's a huge X that, factor, too, oh my, instead uh, of going for it on fourth down. Yeah. The Bengals are going to kick field goals. They're going to take points, and, and that's huge. And, and I'm I think not, we've lost. The, it, with all these analytics, we've lost the value in the sight of getting three points. Right. And why that's important. It's like Brady. Yeah. Right? Bucks are down 27 to three. Right. And it's fourth and 11. And uh, Arian says, kick the field goal, make it 27 to six. And everybody's freaking out. You're down, you're down a million points. It's fourth and 11. Go for it. It's like you guys didn't watch it the first time. You can't understand it. If you didn't watch it the first time, you can't have an opinion now. Because the last time that Brady was down this way, they all kicked the field goal in a very similar situation to make it a, you know, a, a whatever score game. I think it was, what, 28 to 9 or right, whatever right. it was at that time. Yeah. And guess what? They came back anyway. And Sometimes they won. Getting right. three points is valuable, and I think people have lost sight of that. And Absolutely. that's why I love the Bengals. They understand the value of three points and putting right. points on the board and putting pressure on the other team. Yeah, McVay, I, I, despite the fact that the Rams won, I thought McVay coached a terrible game. I think he's very conservative, too. It surprises me. But he coached a terrible game. He used all his timeouts. I mean, he was challenging yeah, plays. Lucky. I thought he did. They, they got lucky. They really did. They, and they, they've been lucky twice. Yeah, they, they really have been. They should have lost to the Bucks. Yep. Uh, I don't know how you figured to cover Cooper Cup on 
the biggest play of the game. Oh, I don't ridiculous. understand that. Ridiculous. And an all-out blitz. Right. Don't get that at all. Right. And we, then, yeah, I mean, the week prior, you know, if San, of course, Kyle Shanahan, who's had a couple of fumbles in big games, um, you know, that team just can't put the, the Rams away. I mean, that's why that's kind of why I like the Bengals. I don't, I'm just not buying Like, the Rams have all the talent in the world, but I just don't like the way they're playing. I like the way the Bengals are playing much better. They were down big yeah, on the road right. in Kansas City against Pat Mahomes, and Joe Burrow sat there and looked him in the face. I think Joe Burrow is a better quarterback than Matt Stafford. I really do. At this, even at this point in, in uh, Stafford's career with all his experience, I just think Joe Burrow is more talented. And I think Joe Burrow's more mobile and so forth. I think I think the whole key, was I was saying before, is whoever runs the ball better. I mean, whether it's Akers, whether it's Mixon or any of these guys, I think, you know, that makes sense to me because obviously it gives uh, the quarterbacks the opportunity to play action pass. And Chase is so good. How good is Chase? So underrated. Oh, this guy's I mean, terrific. You know, Route runner, my you know, goodness it, it, gracious. Talk, everybody was like, they stick the offensive lineman. Meanwhile, they took Chase. Everybody got a lot of credit and crap for it. Guess what? Chase is the best. Are you happy you know, with the Are you happy with the Giants? The yeah. Are you happy with the, what the Giants did? Um, I, mean, I like <laughs> Dable a lot, and yeah. but you know we'll see. They, I got to see what the draft looks like. They got to fix their offensive line. I know, they absolutely. Line, they're they're a mess. It's only been ten years. Yeah, I was going to say uh, with uh, with Dable, but uh, Brian Flores. Any thoughts on that whole situation with the Rooney thing? I talked a little bit about it, but I'm not, I wasn't going to get into a major soliloquy. But I mean. You know, Brian Flores, to me, I think, brought this upon himself more than anything. And I think well, accused the Giants of racism. Huh? Brian, Brian, Brian Flores is a great coach and got fired for doing his job because he got into a fight with the owner of the team. Oh, I know. Okay. The owner wanted to lose. They wanted to get the first pick. Yep. They wanted Tua, not Joe Burrow, but and they got Tua. But Brian Flores wanted to win and wanted to create a culture. He did a great job. That, I mean, he's 4-0 against Belichick, right? Is that right. I mean, I'm not saying he's not a good Belichick. coach. I'm just saying that. That team plays great defense. Um, that team has a plan and a, a, and a game plan to win every single week. Not for his fault that he no. got fired. That's messed up that he got fired in the first place. Meanwhile, the Giants' job, look, if, if Belichick's text messages prove anything, uh, you know, it's the fact that maybe the Giants wanted Brian Dable before they even – Interviewed Brian Flores, and that's not fair to Flores. No, not at all. I was saying that. It's not right. It's not fair. But the Rooney Rule to me is not fair to anyone. I mean, Brian Flores should get get hired on the basis of his qualifications, not the fact that he's black. I mean, well, I yeah, just think it's ridiculous. He should be a head coach. It's, right. It's the fact that he's not a head coach is ridiculous. Right, but, but, my, but the thing it's is, ridiculous. the question is why, though. Every, all these other teams passed him by. Is it his personality? Is it the fact that he doesn't get along with people? I've heard just, problems with I, players. I've heard I problems have, with Tua. There's, there's this, the theory out there that, you know, when you ruffle the feathers of an owner, maybe the owner talks badly about you to the rest of the league. You know I mean? It's a, it's a close-knit league. I mean, I don't know I mean, the man. I, what, I, what I was hoping was a reunion with New England here, because I love Brian Flores. He's a great coach. And I right. think he should be a head coach somewhere. Um, it is unfortunate the, 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 the place he has found himself in, and it's not his fault. And he's just trying to right. do the best for himself. And, you know. I mean, he, Evan, we, we, you know, we, you know, go finish your thoughts, sorry. Well, no, it's just if he, if he thinks he's being blackballed and he has to back it up, then you should absolutely go to court and, and see what you can unlock here. But do you, you I know? mean, how can you do that to the, I mean, how can you really think that the Giants, or that the, the Mara family is really like that? I mean, that's just kind of ridiculous to me. I mean, well, not I'm not Giants saying there's not really ignorance and prejudice in professional football. There is. I mean, there's no doubt about it in my mind that there is. But I mean, right. to, to blame, to, to look at the Mara family when Jerry Reese was general manager, how long there? 
I mean, that's just ridiculous well, no, to me. more about the rest of the league here, too, Rob. It's okay. Not just, I mean, he got, what, what in, one interview? I, yeah, it was a Denver, was it, mean, yeah, was it Denver he interviewed in, I think, as well? Yeah. So, for, you know, so it was two it's teams, like yeah. things where, you know, uh, you know, Josh McCown was the Texas Tech, the, the Texans picked to be their head coach until the NFL stepped in, and they had picked Lovey Smith. Right, you right, know? yep. Why is Josh McCown getting a head coaching job before Brian Flores, who had a, who had, who was in a you know a winning coach? Flores would have been perfect for the Houston job, you know, if, if they were going to bring back Deshaun Watson, he would have been perfect for that you for that I mean? team. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Anyway, man, thanks for the time, brother. Appreciate no it so problem, much. Man. Yeah, it was really great talking to you, man. Thanks for the information. I, I wonder if there's going to be any big NBA trades, but I wish that the, the, the Knicks could trade Julius Randle because I think this is a team no that way. should be with a young coach and young players. I don't know, Evan. We'll see what happens. We'll anyway. find out. We'll, yeah. we'll be in touch. Try All right. Enjoy me. the game, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, brother. Say hi, everybody. All right. All right, my buddy Evan Valenti checking in there right there. 413-445-5943. I know my friend Ralph Romeo was thinking about checking in soon to our show to talk about some different things, too. Probably do a little focus on uh, baseball and what's going on with everything. But we're going to take a little bit of a break, and we'll be back uh, with these messages. And uh, stay tuned for more uh, WTBR Sports Talk. Wonder what happened to those great local PCTV channels? Did you lose them? No worries, they're still there. Go to cable channels 1301, 1302, and 1303 to watch the best local content on television. News and information, sports and entertainment, city council, school committee, July 4th parade, it's all there waiting for you. Pittsfield Community Television. For over 30 years, we are still your local television. Hey friends, if you're looking for some party music, tune in to Polka Express with me, Bill Gustavus, every Wednesday night from 6 to 8, and Sunday mornings from 8 to 10, right here on 89.7 WTBR, Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Hi, this is Sean Sayre, Executive Director of PCTV. When Taconic High School was demolished, we could have lost this radio station. Instead, PCTV stepped in, built a new studio and transmitter, and gave the station new life. And now it's time to pay that back. Support this station today. Go to WTBRFM.com and click the Donate button. You won't be sorry. Pittsfield Community Radio thanks you for your support. Hey, this is Mike Pezzo. Remember those tunes your parents told you to turn down? Better yet, remember those tunes your grandparents told your parents to turn down? Well, on Mike's Amazing Music and Oldies show, you'll hear sometimes oldies, sometimes blues, sometimes local performers, and a lot of rock. On Bridger County's only rock station, 89.7 WTBR-FM, Pittsfield Community Radio, Thursdays at noon. Tune in and be entertained and educated. At Pittsfield Community Television, we have a saying, anyone can learn to create television. With the support of trained production staff, we can teach you how to professionally operate a camcorder, use editing software to tell a story, work as a team in a production studio, and take those skills into the community. If you've been curious as to how video production works, we'd love to have you as a member. Visit us online at pittsfieldtv.org or call us at 445-4234 for more information. Check it out, it's the Terminator. Hey, when'd you get back, huh? Did you have to shoot anyone? 
Why are you so distant? Are you not happy to see me? So what's the deal? You gonna get a job now or what? Why are you being so jumpy? Put all that stuff behind you, okay? No one knows what it's like to come back from Iraq or Afghanistan unless they were there. Join other veterans at communityofveterans.org because we know where you're coming from. Brought to you by Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America and the Ad Council. No nonsense. No messing around. Just 100% pure rock. Unplug your appliances. We need the power. WTBR. WTBR Sports Talk right here on 89.7 WTBR-FM. I wanted to thank personally my buddy Evan Valenti for coming on. It's been really great talking to Evan. We're joined by WPAT's Ralph Romeo. What's going on, Ralphie boy? How are you? Robbie, you know, you're changing the number on me now. Well, no, I didn't change the number. I walked in this morning. It was really funny. I walked in, and I, as I sit down, it's this big sign. Notice, call number has changed. Used for all live guests. So Sean popped his head in, our boss here, and says, oh, make sure you did you see the sign? I'm like, yeah, thanks for making it big. You know, I thought maybe it was like stuck to my view meter or something like that. But no, I saw it. How you doing, brother? Well, I'm, I'm doing well, doing well. I appeared on a, another station and I wasn't able to listen. Uh, and I, I just wonder the subjects that you're throwing around this morning. Uh, fill me in. Well, I'm like, Mr. Ubiquitous. Well, I was throwing and basically I was talking about the Super Bowl. We were talking about the trading deadline with the NBA and the obnoxious one, as I call him now, Julius Randle, who I just want to see go, but the, the contract is so bad. And I had Evan on this morning, my buddy Evan Valenti, that used to call up when he had his show up here. So uh, so we were talking a lot of hoops. Evan's like smoother than Silk, man. I mean, as far as guys that broadcast that I know of personally, he's like one of the best. You guys, you two are like smoother than Silk, man, I have to tell you. Yeah, well, he, you know, I remember him to be fantastic. He oh, was yeah, fantastic. He's great. He's great. Well, here's what comes to mind when yeah. I think Super Bowl. 2022. Okay. I think, uh, are we not better? This has nothing to do with any personal vendetta or anything else. Are we not better than the choice of having a Snoop Dogg, some entity named Snoop Dogg, appear at halftime on the biggest stage in America? You know, the Super Bowl uh, transcends uh, football. Everybody watches the Super Bowl. On Sunday, so many eyeballs are going to be glued to this to this event, and who do we have for the best of the best that America can offer is this clown. I can't stand the guy. He, he, he actually, Robin, you can let me talk because you don't have to agree because I don't want to get you in trouble. He, he, he actually created songs that would say, you know, kill police, uh, wreak havoc out there. In other words, the instigator of the worst kind, and who do we choose? for our Super Bowl entertainment, Snoop but dog. him. It's, it's pretty disgraceful. Snoopy dog. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. I, I'm just, I'm shocked. I really am shocked. I you know it, it's amazing. Like, I'll turn on, like, SNL or some of the shows, you know, like, um, I'm thinking of, like, just shows that have, I don't know, that are older shows that have been brought back to television for years and stuff, and I don't recognize half of these bands. I don't know how half these people are. And then they got to bring back Snoop Dogg to bring back older, you know, performers. Can't they bring back somebody good? 
Like, can't they put the stones on or something, you know, man? Can I you know? say that the guy doesn't have an ounce of talent in his little skinny body. I mean, you're talking about a guy. Whatever he does there doesn't resemble music. If you <laughs> if you were stretching it, like a, like Turkish taffy. I mean, this is ridiculous. I know. I remember Al. Do <laughs> Al? Yeah, I'm thinking of Al Yankovic. Did that? Did that take off of Amish Paradise? That <laughs> was hysterical. I rather I rather have. And he was Yankovic upset about it. Yeah. I'd rather have Yankovic do a parody of Michael Jackson, you know, eat it. Right, exactly. Something. It's more fun. I know. These guys take themselves way too serious, let's be honest. I mean, like when I you know, when I was a kid, I liked, you know, Run DMC and the Fat Boys were fun. Actually, Snoop, I mean, he's got a good sense of humor and stuff like that, you know. He did, there's a video that's a cartoon video with him and Cat Williams that's so funny. With Cat, you know, Cat Williams, man, you ever see him, man? Yeah. With the hair like that, he's got the hair going and everything. But, um, yeah, Cat's cool, man. I, but uh, there's some funny stuff there. But, yeah, I mean, couldn't they just bring back, like, you know, I, I was thinking the Stones or thinking, you know, or somebody, you know. Well, from, you know, I don't want any 80-year-old men up there either. <laughs> you know, like uh, Mick, ja Mick Jagger prancing around in his tight. doesn't necessarily do it for me either. But I get your drip. I get your drip. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's just kind of cool that they're still together. It's funny. I remember Stephen Wright, you know, the comedian, he comes up and he says, uh, Hey, man, you know, it's amazing the Stones are still together and they're still together after all these years. And he's like, uh, you know, he's like, and then he goes, uh, Fred, Barney, Wilma, you know. <laughs> so. well, well, here's the thing. If, a, if another, if um, an entity landed from uh, another planet, another galaxy, they came down, they said, okay, I want to see what this, what this planet is all about. Okay, here's their biggest event of the year. Let's see who they have to offer uh, for halftime entertainment. If this guy knew about halftime, this alien knows about halftime, right? He knows football somehow. He checks out what they had. He got the guy like, kind of like this, yo, well, <laughs> but all that's all that we have to offer. It's pretty sad. It really is. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, I, you know, the last time I really paid attention to the halftime at the Super Bowl, I think was when Tom Petty was on, who I may rest in peace, one of my favorites there, but, uh, Anyway, yeah, so the lockout's still going on with baseball, and uh, we don't know if there's going to be any end to this insanity. But, uh, you know, the owners and the, and the players' association fighting about everything, you know, agreeing on some things, but not everything that they can be agreed upon so they can start the season. So pitchers and catchers are supposed to start the 17th. But, uh, yeah, I was talking to Evan about, about the Knicks, you know, and about the problems uh -huh. with the Knicks and the fact that Tom Thibodeau, to me, is a guy who's not right for the team. And now they got Randall in this contract. So the thing is, they got this kid Cam Reddish. They got him from Atlanta. I think he was tenth in the picked in the draft a couple of years ago, and um, you know uh, they played him a little bit last night. But the thing is, is that Tebow doesn't like to play the kids, and I'd rather see. Well, you know, when I when I heard, I can't go against my original thought with that coach Tebow because when yeah. he first came on board, I was very happy. Right, me too. But yeah, but he's a but he's a guy that wears out his welcome. Right. They say you know he's he's fine in the beginning. Everybody's fine tuned right. and really uh, with it. Yep. But then he kind of wears on these guys, yeah, especially like, the the player of of twenty twenty two. You know they can't take anything. Yeah, he's like he's like Keenan, or I'm thinking even more modern. He's like John Tortorella. You know, coach the Rangers. Just after yeah. a while, you know, it's just you get tired of hearing it. You know, and and a lot of players, you know, will, you know, they'll dig it, and then and then uh, a lot of players won't. You know, and look at Tommy Coughlin. He had to change his ways in order to help the Giants win a couple of Super Bowls, and he was this you know coach that was screaming and yelling at everybody he became a lot more patient and a lot more calm and so forth but uh i don't think thibodeau's the right guy especially for the young players you know they got to play tobin more they got to play uh grimes more they got to play uh cam reddish more they got to play quickly more they got to let you know o you know ob uh you know flourish uh, well, you know with a you point, know, Robbie, the point the guard, the you know? 
Yeah. Right. The coach in the NBA is emasculated every night they take the court. Right. They don't, <laughs> they're know. just kind I of know. figureheads. For yep. the most part, you have some very uh, very good coaches that have a, a, a lot of uh, clout. Right. But for the most part, Robbie, these, these you know, the players run the whole show. These guys are just there drawing up a few plays, and they, oh, yeah. and they take it from there. You know, you're not talking about anybody like uh, – uh, you know, Tommy Heinsohn or a Red Auerbach. The Act Kid. Or Red Holzman. Right, right. Absol- oh, Red Holzman would roll over in his grave if he saw what was going on. I remember <laughs> playing ball in Purchase, New York with Ray Williams, and Ray was taking half-court shots, and I said, well, isn't this what you did all the time in the NBA? You know, he started laughing because I remember Ray May, rest in peace, used to love taking these crazy shots all the time. You know, he would take in his brother Gus, of course, the two of them. And they uh, played at, at Mount Vernon High School when I was, you know, I was growing up. And then, of course, Scooter and Rodney McRae, that's how I became a Louisville fan. And basketball was from Scooter and Rodney playing at Mount Vernon High School. So, uh, but yeah, the, the trading deadline's on the 10th. Well, you so, know, the, I know yeah. you got to run, but yeah. this one baseball point. Can you imagine a union that is so powerful and all the perks and all the advantages that a baseball player in 2022 has and a union that still provides a... Uh, or, or encourages a strike to their players because they're not getting en- they're not getting enough it's, of whatever they're not getting enough of. That's, it's, it's so pretty ridiculous. startling, isn't it? It's like I mean, if, I'm making thirty million dollars a year. I'm so upset and depressed. I know. Ralph, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh my God, how am I going to pay the you know how am I going to pay the electric bill this month? You know, it's just it's just I know. ridiculous. I know it, it really uh, is. Hey, hey, listen in yeah. tonight for a change. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm going to write it down as soon as I get. Listen to Ralph at eight. So I've been helping yeah, my you mom know, Here's days. how you listen on your device easily. W-P-A-T, like yep. Pat, yep. the name Pat. Yep. I, I listen, listen live. Exactly. And that's it. Yeah, that's it, man. Okay, so, buddy, tell, thank so, you. Yeah, thank you, man. Tell Cindy I send my best and uh, my prayers to mom. Yeah, she's and okay. Cindy says, Cindy says you're still her favorite sports figure. I'm trying to talk her out of it, but she's, she's oh, relentless. Geez. Yeah, I played for the uh, the Porchester Midgets when I was growing up in, in New York. Yeah, yeah, we okay. yeah, right in the checkers, care, the checkers team. Yeah, you got it, brother. All right. Have, have fun, Ralph. Talk to you soon. All right, my buddy Ralph Romeo checking in right there, right here on uh, WTBR-FM 89.7, right here in uh, beautiful downtown Pittsfield. Got a, a minute remaining. Uh, I want to thank everybody for coming on, Ralph Romeo, and, of course, my buddy Evan Valenti. And... Uh, Next week, we will obviously have the Super Bowl on Sunday. My prediction right here on Sunday will be the Cincinnati Bengals winning the Super Bowl over the Los Angeles Rams by a score of 34 to 31 on a McPherson field goal. Anyway, everybody take care. Go get vaccinated. Stay well. We'll see you next week right here on 89.7 FM. WTBR. This is Robbie Sister saying so long and stay well, stay safe, and be kind to your parents. They've been kind to you. Let's go. See you next week, folks.